You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year, it's a tradition. I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Dan Lebator Show with the Stugatz Podcast. So earlier, Greg accused Jess of stealing his water, and she is my best pal. I do not want to betray her, but I can confirm she did steal your water. As we were going through the line to get on the airplane, which one? She went to boarding group early. That girl was wild that night. Crazy. I've learned you can do that just to stop you real fast. If you have confidence, you got to read the person that's doing it. A lot of times, once you get past group two, they aren't really checking it. You just stick to the person behind you, put your phone face down over the scanner some people hand this the phone to the person for that's where a dangerous game mm. you got to be confident put your brightness all the way up face down you can make your way through i'm telling you you can do this i've always wondered about that yeah it's like the person that's actually doing it doesn't care right and they don't know exactly what group is by what group right because then you don't know where the cutoff is you say yeah we're by group boarding group three now right, whatever yeah. i've always wondered but i don't have the confidence to just decide i'm gonna do this no i've witnessed my dad get stopped in this situation Ooh, really and it was a nightmare that's like, I mean, that's yeah, my worst nightmare I I think it depends on the worker. You got to really yep. do your homework. No. You got to study the person and see no. if they're checking phones. There are people who take the grouping on flights very seriously. So I believe Jeremy when he says that that has happened to his father because people take it very, very seriously. Now, I am confident and I'm always a group one guy. Even when I'm a group four guy, I'm a group one guy. <laughs> I'm going on that plane first. See, that's I mean, dangerous. I, I feel like group one, they're checking. That's the only group. Like once they get to three, if I'm a, if I'm like a, like a five or a six, I'm going in group three. That's my. That's the move. I'm shocked you don't go when they ask for military people. Yeah. Honest <laughs> Thought about you. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wear your khakis to the airport yeah. just to fake them all Back, out. My khakis. That's right. Back to Jess, though. I, I don't know. Is this stealing? Is it stealing a water? If Because this is how it went down. As Jess was going to reach for the water, she said, can I have your water? 
So yes. it's one of those things where it's a combo. She was taking it regardless, but she did say it was already on the way. Can back. I have this yes. as she's grabbing it? So is that a steal? Well, yeah, she was not waiting for an answer. At that point, uh, she was emitting tumbleweeds from her mouth because her throat was so dry. Right. She could barely get out the words, "Can I have your water?" As she was grabbing it, so she needed it, man. She was, uh, you know. That kind of thing, am I right? So I have a huge update. We have been talking about different waters. Yep. She was taking like a glass of water from you. When we were walking through the line to get on the airport, she wow. handed me a bottle of water saying, this is yours. I said, girlfriend, that is not mine. Wow. And she was like, oh, well, I definitely took somebody's water. The and rare two said, bottles. That's yeah, amazing. Oh. Multiple waters. I don't know who the second water was from there, but oh. I think she drank it regardless. Dad, you okay. see the lesson here, though, is when you're drunk, drink water. Yep. This is yeah. something I had to... Anyone's water. I had to pin my dad <laughs> right. down and, and pour water into his mouth. You I'm handed him you, water when we were still at the hotel? When we were still at the hotel yeah. and he was drunk, you handed him a glass of water and he was angry at you yeah. for giving him the water because you felt he felt like you were treating him like a toddler. It's just like, what are you might supposed to do? It's like, chug it. Drink the water. Chug it, yeah. dad. I don't drink enough water. I admit that. There's I, water and beer, right? Yeah, like 80%. And every time I do drink water, I, I love it so much. He's mm -hmm. like, oh, man, is yeah. this good. It's like a revelation. Every time I drink water, like, what, where's this been my whole You're life? You're discovering it for the first yeah. time every time? Yeah. Really? Water is so great. I think you and I had a <laughs> moment where you had me dressing like a military man walking onto an airplane. Right, right? like an admiral or, or like a, a general, you know, where you rent all those stars right. that go across, you know. and I have dog tags. You, I have camouflage on. everything. Army boots. Everything. You literally, there's few things you can do less than if you did that. <laughs> that would be worse. See, I can't do, I don't have the nerve if, if i'm in group Less. two i don't have the nerve to try to get in with the group ones i just don't i'm such a i'm never more of a rule follower and a law-abiding citizen than with things that don't matter like i will not get in an express lane with an 11th item i just won't do it because i feel like people are counting my items and i don't want to be the guy who's seen as the you know the a-hole sure. you know so Right. I but I hate the that. people that line up for the gate. Yeah. Right? Like, those are the worst people yeah. in the world. Are the people who line up who are in group five and yeah. are just Four sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. It's infuriating. No. Why are you in such a rush? You're it stressing is. me out for no reason. There is nothing more annoying in an airport than a group four person lining up for group one. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's you're a right. nightmare. Yep. I don't understand why they do way. it. Yes. Either decide you're going to be a group one person or don't, okay? Even if you are a group four person, get out of my way. Either get in line and hope no one catches you or get the hell out That's of my exactly way. Right. Yeah, That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's the way you have to handle it. Yeah. And I can imagine that drunk Greg or drunk Jess would have done it because the best part <laughs> is that each I spoke to each of them the following morning. I, I was with Greg at the airport and I said, oh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen was watching you and Jess interact so drunk. And he went, Jess was drunk? And then when I texted <laughs> Jess about it and said, oh man, Lucy and I were saying it was like National Geographic watching you and drunk Greg interact. She went, Greg was drunk? That's how drunk each of them was. They didn't even notice the other one was. I really didn't. Even when she stole my water, I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> she has such like an easy drunk tell. Like her face is just like permanently like. Yeah. Really? Like so when she walked up, I was like, she is hammered. Oh, my God. Wow. You can tell right away. <laughs> All right. What's file? yours? I'm going to file that away. I don't know. I don't slurring. know. My... His eyes are a little closed. <laughs> slurring. Did you, yeah. guys, did you guys take notes on each other, just mental notes, like, during the trip? Because 
I took notes of who was an airplane stander because I was way at the back of the airplane. Oh, okay. hmm. And I went to see who well, exactly was. I looked around and I go, hmm, who are the people that stand as soon as the airplane lands? I got money. In the I, halls? I, Lewis. I, who Tony. Is it? Mike Fuentes was one of them. Oh, Fuentes. Wow. I mean, Tony's flying the plane, so. Well, that's true. Right. Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony has to constantly be in the aisle just in case there's a situation. Right as our plane was taking off to leave, the woman next to me was like, hey, I got to get up for a second. And she just went and talked to the pilot. And I was like, what are you, what's up? What 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 was that conversation? That's an air marshal for she sure. Like, she, abso- she took her shoes off. She absolutely was not an air marshal. It was so weird. I was like, girl, what's going on? Is there something I need to know here? Odd behavior. Hmm. Do you guys look for the air marshal? Are you trying to seek out the air marshal? Because I am told the air marshal rarely looks like an air marshal. That's what I'm told. Whatever you imagine an air marshal to look like, the person who looks least like that is the air marshal. I How think, about that? I, I don't think there's air marshals anymore. Really? This feels like one of those lies they tell us just so we feel safe. There's so an we air feel marshal. Yeah, air. there's not an air marshal in every plane anymore. Get out of here. Yeah. How? I don't know. I don't believe that's still happening. And they tell you you're not going to know what they look like, and then you're just like trying to play the guessing right. game. There's no air marshals anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> I like to think that there's one there, though. I know. I well, that's yeah, the trick. Do. Yeah, I yeah. do. I feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> they kind should, of. They should have a combination air marshal um, server, like steward, so that they can do both. Like the person giving you your peanuts and your thing is also heavily armed right He's ready for anything right combination air marshal steward <laughs> heavily armed yeah right that way you have three or four on every plane i think it's a good idea yeah I why do. not yeah they should heavily armed yeah like deep undercover yeah <laughs> hidden weapons everywhere serving you a coke you know, or in knives, your case a jack and coke knives in their how about this ankle how about this i have a way knives to, to ankle. reinvent this <laughs> You know how when you, you have them pulling out a ninja star. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know how when you sit down, they ask like if you were ready to be like in the exit row. Yeah. How about if they just pull one passenger aside on each plane and hand them a gun? And Selected them, at random. Are you ready to be an air marshal? Nothing today? more American. Yeah. <laughs> just hand a stranger a gun and a couple of knives to go in your socks. Yes. Go like this, Lucy. Right. Are you ready to be an air marshal today? More than anything. Ooh, it would be great if it was a Nerf gun. <laughs> I'm reading, that would make it even better. <laughs> I'm reading that there are only air marshals on one percent of flights. Really? That they still are in existence, but it's just impossible with over forty-four thousand commercial flights operating every day it's just impossible for them to be on how do they choose what flight i don't know Hmm. think about how many videos we see of like horrible passengers don't you think an air marshal would have stepped in and be like hey girl you got to stop singing for everybody (laughs) that has happened on a plane before (laughs) uh we should probably i don't want to i don't want to go to this because i'm enjoying the show today but we should probably get greg's thoughts at the super bowl if you haven't kyle shanahan hot seat yeah (laughs) That's funny. Um, this is probably not a, a re- revelation for me to be saying this, but I think there's there's no doubt now that the, the goat pen has opened for both Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I think that win and the way they won it coming from behind four different times in the game and winning their last three games as underdogs, I think that cemented the status of both the coach and the quarterback among the all-time greats. You know, for me, there's not just one goat in a sport. It's a goat corral. Right. You know, and, a pen. Yeah, a pen. Yes. And, and Mahomes, I feel, and, and Andy Reid both entered the pen of goats. I think they both now can say, hmm. we are elite. We are as good as they ever have been. 
and and especially Mahomes, twenty eight years old, right? To, to have done what he does, but not the head goat. They're just in the pen. They're in the pen, right? Yeah, they're in the pen. I've heard a lot of people making the the Mahomes comparison of like he's entering that. I haven't heard a lot of people putting Andy Reid up there with Belichick in that pen. I think right. people are saying in this era he's the best going currently. But I, I, you're one of the few people I've heard of like, no, 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 he's in the conversation now with the all-time greats. Well, he has three Super Bowls. He's been to a bunch more. The problem is he never won with the Eagles, and he hasn't won without Patrick Mahomes. That's a problem for him. It's kind of like Belichick. I mean, Belichick, many people consider him to be the greatest quarterback say, of all. doesn't sound like Belichick has a real problem in that Well, debate. it's almost well, in, no, in but reverse, he, does, right? he does get criticized because Brady left and made it look so easy in Tampa Bay. But now, right? Because that's the part that's interesting is Andy Reid – got to Super Bowls and didn't win them with the Eagles. But that's more success than Bill Belichick had at his other stops in the NFL. That's fair. And then Belichick was given the credit for creating Tom Brady for so long. But then as more time went along, we were giving more and more credit to Brady. And so now Belichick loses some of the shine. But with Andy Reid, the interesting part is he had some success at another franchise, and now that he's blessed with one of the great quarterbacks of all time, he goes to four out of five Super Bowls and wins three of them. So it's almost the the anti-Belichick in terms of the narrative, which is interesting. You guys just made me realize that what Kyle Shanahan is doing right now is what Andy Reid did in yeah. Philadelphia. Yes. So exactly. let's be careful here right. while we criticize nah. Kyle Shanahan as we praise a guy who is on the same exact path that Kyle Shanahan... Like it's, like it's, it's almost impossible for us to... to Anoint Andy Reid if we're going to criticize Kyle Shanahan. Well, why? Because Kyle Shanahan is currently doing what Andy Reid did uh, in Philly. And yeah, Andy Reid had McNabb. Andy Reid knew the rules. That is an odd thing. That pe- I, I feel like people are misinterpreting. I'm not going to let him slide on this. Kyle Shanahan, he genius coach. No, Chris, he had Ju- a tw- Use checks Chris. the only guy I've heard that was like, I was a little confused. They were all confused. 28-3, to offensive coordinator. Okay, he had that lead. He blew it. He had a 10-point lead against the Kansas City Chiefs the first time they played him in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. He blew it. And then the head coach apparently did not know the rules. Or he did not communicate those rules correctly to his team. That is a terrible job by Kyle Shanahan. He should be criticized today. Mike McCarthy has had a better career than Kyle Shanahan. Mike bleepin' McCarthy. The Dan Libertard Show with Stugatz is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Keeping things bottled up can feel like carrying a weight that gets heavier with time. Whether it's talking to a trusted friend, journaling, or seeking professional help, finding ways to let out your thoughts and feelings can bring relief and help you navigate challenges more effectively. Remember, it's okay to reach out for help when you need it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot DLB. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments, especially in Miami. We know that it gets very, very hot. You go outside for six seconds, you're sweating, and you're possibly dehydrated. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. 
It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Guys, I love Liquid IV. I get the sugar-free lemon-lime version. They should have my picture on it, how much I drink it, how much I use it. The sugar-free has no bad stuff, only good stuff. I use it when I go to the gym, when I'm playing hoops, when I'm going out on the boat, mix it in with a little bit of ice, keeps me hydrated all day long. Just tear, pour, and live more. With one stick of Liquid IV plus 16 ounces of water, hydrates better than with water alone. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DAN at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DAN, D-A-N, at liquidiv.com. Don Lebatard. Are you uh, back on the caffeine? Are you back on the Red Bull? Something's yes. wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> see, um, we are. <laughs> Something's wrong. I mean, are. it's unbelievable how manic he is, and he sort of just, he keeps, he keeps you know, chewing on his bottom teeth in a way that's scaring me a uh-huh. little bit. Stugatz. I've been up since 5.30 a.m. producing content, and in terms of being able to be on, my body needs a little boost. And that's why I turned to <laughs> cocaine. Caffeine. This is the Don Lebatar Show with the Stugats. Today's episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Stugats, I'd like some guidance from you as an editor, program director on how to produce the best show. I've got for you some juicy industry talk because things are elevated. McAfee and Simmons are going at it. Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps are going at it. Mm. And everyone's seen what McAfee has done, Stugatz. The business of it it is fascinating, right? Shannon Sharp has just gotten into the game, bang, because he saw what McAfee did and he's willing to work his ass off. Shaq is now sprucing up his podcast because he's like, oh, wait a minute, I fell behind there for a second and all these people (laughs) with power can become the Kelseys. If you've got an entertaining brand and a lot of fame and a following, We're all our own brands now. And the industry stuff that's going on has it so that Nick Wright has zigged and zagged so much with the controversial takes of LeBron's the greatest, Mahomes is the greatest, (laughs) that he's at the top of the game, he's the face of FS1, he's going to get all the money from there because Bayless is throwing out there today, two days late, he's throwing out there, what if Kelsey were black? Wrong game, Bayless. I was playing it 15 years ago. Keep up. We didn't even bother with that yesterday. A.J. Brown tried to drag us into it. Tyreek Hill tried to drag us into it. We didn't even do that. Do you want to talk industry? Or I've got some bonus football thoughts that I think all of you are going to find interesting. Wow. This is a tough choice. But since you're asking, I would say bonus football thoughts first, and then we get to the industry. All right. So uh, let me ask you this question. Because it's rare that you have bonus football thoughts. Okay. All right. So let's see. if You're always talking about the industry. You're never talking about football. All right. Let's see if this is valuable to you. This question I'm going to pose to you. Can you ever have a historic, one of the best ever defenses if your quarterback is Mahomes? Because what the Chiefs just did, they ransacked the number one offense, the number two offense, the number four offense, and the number six offense. No one's ever done that. The Ravens of Ray Lewis did not do that. They wrecked Rich Gannon, they broke his arm, and then they beat a 14 or a 15 offensive team. A defense has never done what the Chiefs just did in this postseason, holding those four offenses to nothing in the second half. So I ask you, if their quarterback had been Dilfer, would we be talking about them as the best defense we've ever seen? 
Well, those teams, you know, Trent Dilfer, the Ravens, they get best defense, you know, that's ever played. The Bears with Jim McMahon because they didn't have a great quarterback. So it's actually a great question. I'm trying to think of the team that had the great quarterback and well, a great defense. Vince, uh, or Jim McMahon for the 85 Bears was not a great quarterback. He was. I, I don't know. Saying, I don't yes. know if you can have a historically great defense if your quarterback's too good. Kyle Shanahan, the way he decided to not to take the ball first, he made it so. If he would have done it the way everyone said he should have done it, given the Chiefs the ball first, then the defense for the Chiefs could have ended the game. I feel like the our narrative is more with Mahomes now because yeah. he was put in that spot where he needed to go down, get the touchdown. So we forget, to your point, Dan, that this is a defensive-led team. The defense was the best unit on that team, and we I'm forget not saying, it because I'm Mahomes, not saying defensive-led. What I'm saying is was, hi- history will forget how great this defense is because we're making it right now and we're talking about Mahomes. The story because, was it, Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's because that overtime situation and put Kelsey. Mahomes in the spot where he had to do the thing. And Kelsey, you want to show me something? Uh, mutating fame into uh, what Kelsey has mutated it to? Uh, don't make it with a tight end. Make it with a defense. Good luck. <laughs> Get, make the defense that famous. The interesting part would be if you look at the 2007 Patriots, who went undefeated, they only gave up more than 20 points five times that season. But they had Tom Brady and Randy Moss, and so they're known for their offense. But some of those Patriots teams, led by Belichick as a coordinator, in some ways, we're led by how dominant their defense was, especially at the beginning of the Brady era. You have to have a Ray Lewis. Uh, but it's not just that, because Ray Lewis went through, I'm reminding you what those games were. The Giants were a mediocre offense. Tennessee was a mediocre offense. Denver had a decent offense, and Oakland had the MVP, but Baltimore immediately injured the MVP of the league, Rich Gannon. And so what the Chiefs— Denver had Peyton. Yes. Right, yeah. but a bad Peyton. Uh, I, no, is that the same time period? I think I don't. I, I Denver had a good offense that year, but the reason I'm bringing it up is only because what you just saw. Because the point totals in that uh, it was three, ten, three, and seven right. that those Ravens allowed. But the Chiefs just did less than that. They weren't quite that good. But against the, the four of the six best, best offenses in the sport. The other thing I wanted to ask you. Hmm. Did the Chiefs lose a game after their temper tantrum meltdown? They, they complained about the officiating. They, they Mahomes embarrassed himself. Was it the game against the Bills that was that seems like a long time ago? But they were getting crushed in the media for melting down in an embarrassing fashion because they were complaining about the officiating and Kelsey had the flip back to Kadarius Tony and they melted down and they were an embarrassment. A champion never behaves that way during a regular season. Correct? Yes. Did they lose after that? They lost to the Raiders two weeks later. Right. How do you how do you survive what that team was losing at home two weeks later? And that game, I believe, what was the score of that game? The Raiders twenty to fourteen. All right, because the the other stat on Mahomes I wanted to give you was he's played ninety six games. Okay. And three of them, only three of them, has he been finish the game down than more than one score. So basically, every game he plays in, he's in. If you include it the playoffs, it's four of 114. He never loses Amazing. by more than one score, and it indicates to you that he's always in the end of a game, and he's going to win some of them and lose some of them, but they're never going to lose by more than one score. He's going to win most of them. I mean... 
I don't like what's happening here because you're putting us in a position where we can't give one person or one like side of the ball all the credit for why it is that they're so great. Well, he's just saying this defense is going to get forgotten. It is because of Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and Andy Reid. He's do you, probably do you, right. Do you remember the, the Chiefs used to be 30 points a game? How many times, Jeremy, did they, the Chiefs used to be every time you knew bet over 28 and a half, bet over 29 and a half, bet over 30 and a half because they're going to score four touchdowns in a field goal. They only scored 30 points or more three times this entire season, and the last time they did it was a win against the Raiders in Week 12. I'd be on, I'd be interested to have an honest conversation with Chris Jones and like Trent McDuffie. Like, do you think that there is actual any resentment, or it's just like Mahomes is our goat, so I don't care who gets the credit. We're the champions. Like, it would be funny to talk to them in a real like alone. I like, tried to go. I tried to go Von Miller and others to say, did Brock Osweiler give you some of his fifty millions contract that he got simply because you won a couple of games being great at defense, and no one would bite on it. And Osweiler was the worst. You could make the argument that Trent McDuffie was better than Patrick Mahomes this season. Season. Dude, those corners for the Chiefs were elite. You could probably make that argument. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny that nobody, like, everyone says Chris Jones, Mahomes. Like, uh, Chris Jones, I feel like, at least gets a little bit. Like, those corners have to be, like, but I feel like they're not. Like, we're just doing so the you thing guys, right now. We're trying to split them apart. I bet you Trent McDuffie has not had that thought in his head. I know where I know where Billy is going here, and please say it's true. Billy, go ahead. Well, I'm just, you guys want the defense to then, like, come out and say, we carry Patrick Mahomes. He's overrated, is what well, you guys are hoping. Like, an honest defense that's like, you know what, we can do this without Patrick Mahomes. People are saying he's the greatest of all time. We're carrying his ass. Dead weight. Listen. Him and Kelsey, off season. For most of the year, though, the Kansas City defense was getting full credit and and most of the credit because Patrick Mahomes, by his standards, had an off year. This he did de- not th- have a great th- this season. This defense will be forgotten outside of Kansas City. Yes or no? Forgotten. Yes. I'm talking history yes. will forget this defense and that it was great because Mahomes won the playoffs. He went on the road and he won. He won at the end of games. Mahomes, 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 Mahomes. It is Mahomes' Super Bowl. In the end... Mahomes is justifiably getting all the credit. He won the last but you're, three wait, games. You're saying justifiably, and I'm stopping you with this is one of the great defenses ever. Again, yes. no defense has ever done this in a playoff run, going to win the championship against four of the top six offenses in a modernized sport when the difference between the sixth offense and the 16th one is huge. We knew who the best offenses were in that sport, and we saw all these guys ground to dust in the face of this defense, including the MVP of the league. That defense gave up 10 points to the MVP of the league at home, the Ravens, who beat the 49ers 35-19. to I, f- like, I feel like this is similar to Brady, no? Do we, Brady had some good defenses, and do we think back on any of those no. as like defensive-led my, my point Not to, one. My point to you is, if I could take any time in history and show you a league MVP in his prime who got 49 of 50 first-place votes, that person never gets stopped in the playoffs, period. That person never gets stopped at home, period. That person, that kind of MVP, that kind of greatness, your defense has to match it with something that makes Lamar Jackson something to us that was unrecognizable. We did not recognize. That defense did it to him. What were we talking about? Mahomes after the game. He got him to 17 points. Even though, even though they didn't do anything in the second half. It's funny. Back in 86, the Giants, who had a great defense, went up against the Buffalo Bills, who had a great offense. The Giants won that game. The defense was not the story. 
It was, I'm telling you right now, it was Phil Simms and it was Bill Parcells. Oh, but that's a historic defense that's remembered for all time. Bill, well, Parcells, the all-time Bill Parcells is a defensive coach because right. he won with that quarterback. Like yeah. that's He became golden forever. That That's an all-time defense. It is, but when I think back to the 86 Super Bowl, it's not one of the first three things I think of. It is Sims, it's Parcells, it's Whitney Houston. Can I just, because we've been doing a lot of talking about the GOAT. She may have been later, though. Greatest coach and all this, Belichick, Andy Reid, great defenses, all this stuff. Can we just, you know, give a shout-out to Chuck Knoll, who has four Super Bowls and has more than Andy Reid, and no one is talking about, about him being Terry, a great coach a of, and defensive coach? A lot of people were defending Terry Bradshaw. Has everyone rushed to talk about how Brady and Mahomes are the best? A there lot it of, is, the I'll, steel curtain. That's the guy. They had a great quarterback. Well, he wasn't no, so great. He had an average great. quarterback, but we remember the defense. But you also remember the quarterback. Terry Bradshaw well, won five championships Listen, and wasn't that good. Four, we, we always talk about uh, Joe Namath being the most overrated quarterback in the Hall of Fame. If you look at Terry Bradshaw's career statistics, no, not the do rings, this. Don't do the this. career statistics, don't, they're terrible. not real good. Don't do this. Not really good. I'm going to do it. Well, the Steelers uh, won all the championships then because there was no free agency and they kept all their players. That's right. The game changed after that. <laughs> it's a ridiculous uh, glitch in the system. They didn't lose any of their players who had no real freedom. I feel like we are going to look back 20 years from now and be like, there was that one Chiefs team that was carried by the defense. That's my wonder, is if no, if Mahomes no if well, if Mahomes carries it with God these offensive crazy. juggernauts for the next several Super Bowls that he wins, and it's because there's you know 30 points per game being scored and it's all about the offense, I do wonder if we remember the one season where it was carried by the defense I'm never going to forget the way Andy Reid jumped on Chris Jones. Yeah, like That is going to just, that <laughs> you will, will forget the that thing in that month. I'll be like, remember he jumped on Chris Jones and then awkwardly Play tried it again. to get up? It's great. I love it every time he gets pushed over there it is oh we're uh, celebrating so many jostles oh, all right i'm gonna get up one two three four five and then the last hand right there careful jesus careful come on respect the defense let's all get together respect, respect the, the defense. defense respect the defense ah. all right don lebatard kensley jansen i gotta be careful uh here what did i just do there let me start again stugatz he's the closer Comes in, ninth inning, closes the game out. His name is Kenley Jansen. He has blamed his recent... (laughs) (laughs) This is the Dan Lebatar Show with the Stugats. Pablo Torre finds out is climbing up the charts, Stugats. I see him on the Morning Joe. The Morning Joe after the Super Bowl couldn't wait to talk to their good friend Pablo Torre, their neighborhood sports friend. He came over and he made himself very comfortable with his Super Bowl observations. So what are the ones that you have that no one else has? Two days later, as you come to this content trough, what are your football thoughts that are more interesting than anyone else's football thoughts? So first of all, first of all, I have realized that like my comfort zone is if there is at least one seventy-year-old or older person in the vicinity somewhere on television, that's just where I shine. I think I get to be younger. I get to be somehow uh, presenting the internet in ways that they've never heard before. Shout out to Greg. You're um, welcome. The second thing is that I heard you guys as I was joining the Zoom talk about like what you're gonna remember or not. And my basic observation about all of this is that we're just trying to change the first sentence of our obituaries. Like, we're never going to remember anything past that. We all get summarized and flattened into one thing. And Patrick Mahomes changed the first sentence of his obit. You know, we just don't give that grace. We don't. William Howard Taft 
Oh Christ! He's a president. Oh, oh get, get hold on a second. Go ahead. What? Is that the fat get, one? Get that the pretentious. The yes. There it is. Get the pretentious music though. If he's gonna Taft. go, if he's gonna go the full name William Howard Taft, you have to be ready with the pretentious music. Yeah. Come on, like, and we got to be quicker than this, Billy. Go Bill hold Taft. on a second. Billy. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, Billy's typing. Billy's, Billy's learning. We'll get to it. Keep it moving. Hold on. No, no, no. Don't keep it moving. No, Don't. We're gonna stay right here. We're gonna stay right here. Yeah, sink into it. Yeah. You were saying Taft said what? <laughs> so Billy actually got to the point I was trying to make in a beautiful way. Because he said, is that the fat guy who got stuck in the bathtub? That is literally all we remember about this man who was an actual president of the United States. And so everybody, when we're doing anything in life, just think about that. In decades, no one's going to remember okay. the second right. sentence. But Pablo, just okay, that's not, that's nihilistic. Yes, Conan O'Brien recently uh, walked Nihil over. Uh, wa Conan O'Brien recently walked over a graveyard and just muttered, uh, "When's the last time anyone talked about Calvin Coolidge?" Yes, nobody cares. After a hundred years, <laughs> everything dies. That's not what we're asking you. No, that is. You're saying, "What are my takes from the Super Bowl?" My take is Patrick Mahomes edited the first sentence of his obit. Because his obit is now going to be greatest quarterback who ever lived. And that is, I guess that's my take. That is the same as everyone's take. It's but not, I though. Brady, but Stugatz is But you're using Taft, and that's how you make no, it different. No, but Stugatz I mean, doesn't even agree with you. Like, what kind of take is that? Mahomes <laughs> is the greatest when Stugatz will tell you Brady won twice as much and beat Mahomes. Patrick, I mean, we're really going to do this where I have to argue that Patrick Mahomes is the yes. guy who has only lost uh, one game in regulation? In the playoffs, the other two are overtimes in the AFC title games. Mm -hmm. He's the guy who has been to four Super Bowls in six years, has won three of them. Right, lost like, to Tom Brady. As a, yeah. as a matter of just percentage, Stu, like you're taking this snapshot of right now as if his career is done. I am trying to... I didn't realize Nick Wright left any stock for anyone else to buy, but if I can buy any more Patrick Mahomes stock, I would love that if that's what I'm being offered right now. Well, let's uh, let's go here for a second because, guys, get that video of Nick Wright showing up to work yesterday because Nick Wright wins. Uh, I was so jealous of him. Oh, he wins this, all man. the things, and Fox, pay that man. He's underpaid, and he's going to break all the contracts, and he should when he... Uh, he's he's the face of your network, and here he is. <laughs> I didn't know he had a truck that he yeah, drove. This he, part he, is new to yes, me. Yes, he shows up to work in a red suit, Chiefs Shred, never a doubt to make fun of those two guys he's carrying around because he's the star of the proceedings. Love you, Wilds. He is killing the media game. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about this. How are you? Are you noticing everything that's happening between McAfee and Simmons <laughs> and Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps and JJ Reddick? Because JJ Reddick found a lane different from McAfee's to get some of the stuff he wanted. Yes. Am I noticing that we need to develop a better shtick? I am. I'm realizing that my whole shtick has been thoughtful, journalistic inquiries that are smart and funny. And I need to get myself into the driver's seat of a truck with my face on it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the way I'm going to get there, unfortunately. Yeah, I want that, too. <laughs> I really do. Get you on deserve that. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. What? How do you? You want a truck that brings you in? That uh, maybe? Yes. And and by the way, I can totally relate to what Pablo was saying about changing the narrative and rewriting your own obituary. My obituary now leads with lead singer of the Hee Haw Three. Yep. So I get what Pablo was. Does saying. it? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Are yeah. we willing to concede? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Pablo, wait, Billy, Billy. I no. I was watching from home. And I could not have been more impressed with. I don't even. I'm not kidding. 
It was deeply impressive yes. what Greg was doing. It's clearly, yeah, first sentence, obit territory. <laughs> Thank you, Pablo. I think he you, means it. You believe you've erased a 50-year journalism career with a week of drunken song? Yeah, I wouldn't say erased. I would say sort of demoted or Second set sentence. aside. What about Fins at 50? Fins at 50? Fins at 50 is the word right below my uh, owning 2% of a racehorse. The word that got edited in that got edited into Greg's first sentence of his obit, Dan, was crooner. That word needs to be there. It could be Thank other you. stuff too, but the word crooner now officially has to be in the first sentence. Crooner Greg Cody's yeah. obit. I like the way Pablo thinks. <laughs> this guy is so Pablo finds out my favorite podcast. Now I know why. This guy. I'm is it your you. favorite? Fa- well, is second it, favorite other than the Greg yeah, Cody yeah, show. Right. What Chris, was the last episode? Chris, about? how many has he heard? Chris, how many? How many has he heard? As he listened, does he know how to download? Pablo Torre finds out. I yes totally or no? Do uh, I would take the under? No, I I click on Spotify. Yep, boom. I search. Which What's your favorite tell, episode? Tell us mm-hmm. one episode that you like. Or There's the last been one. so many good yeah, ones. The last one. It's I'm hard. not going to take a quiz. There it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Seriously, I, I'm not going to take a quiz. Trust me on that. I'm not going to ask any follow-up questions. Thank you. I'm just going to take it at face value. Why are you guys trying to fact-check compliments? Mm-hmm. Seriously. I don't inquire about journalistically is compliments. I will take all of the compliments. Because it's no insincere. No, it's very sincere. Disagree. Right. I particularly yep. love the podcast he did where uh, where he had me singing on uh, his podcast. It, what was it, that episode about? It was uh, like a Christmas episode or something, wasn't yeah. it? Mm. That kind of thing. Yeah, mm. I mean, that, you know, it's been It was a while. exactly that kind of thing, actually. <laughs> In a couple of months. Whether Greg means it sincerely or not, if Pablo's joy is sincere, then who's to say Greg's comment isn't? Correct. Billy's nailed it. Now I feel sad. Billy coming to my assistance there did make me feel a little bit sad. Pablo's right. (laughs) Uh, Can you tell me uh, as quickly as you can uh, your most fascinating thoughts on Joel Embiid? Because uh, I thought we were headed toward this being the story of... uh, of his lifetime. It's an amazing, yeah. amazing achievement that he happens to be physically like five players ever. They just all happen to play against him. Yes, he was having, I just want this to be recorded for posterity. Um, when the rubble is dug out, they find this tape that verifies that Joel Embiid was having the greatest season in NBA history until the thing that happened to him, that always happens to him, happened to him. And the, and the first sentence of the obit lens this thing that I'm trying to brand as, I guess, my way of talking about sports. Joel's is heartbreaking. He is everything that Victor Wembanyama is supposed to become. Guy who's gained weight, who can shoot threes, who can play defense, who can shift the game whenever he steps on the floor. All of that was true as of this season, as of this regular season. But because the human body is, in his case, uh, a deeply frail and deeply unreliable meat sack, that betrays him whenever good things happen, the first sentence of his obit is going to be that this man, whose entire career was supposed to save the city of Philadelphia, became a metaphor for why that city cannot have nice things. And that to me sucks, man. I just want him to be, I want him to be on the floor, just doing cool things. And He's become a metaphor for the process in ways that are legitimately painful to me. We have not talked yet about Wembenyama last night anywhere on the show. Uh, make what you will of these numbers, because uh, 10 blocks, he's now doing the triple-double with blocks. He's not playing that many minutes. He's 10 of 14 from the field. Uh, 
and you make what of him distorting basketball that way? It's just hard not to see him through the lens of injury. Right. I, that's that's the, the Embiid thing has made me like a wounded rescue animal where I don't trust. I don't trust this stuff because these people don't make sense. Dan, there's something to the idea of like the aliens are among us and they're dominating the game and everything's different now. And eat it, Bob Cousy. Somewhere Bob Cousy is thinking to himself, that's why they don't make people that big. And so I hope we get more of this. It's ridiculous. I hope he gets to be as good one day as Joel Embiid has been before he got hurt. But every second of these people's careers turns out to be a fleeting gift, a gift that we should appreciate because it's miraculous that they're even doing it right now. If, if I may here, Pablo, when you say a precious gift and when Nick Wright dominates the game by having the controversial stands of I'm pro-LeBron James and I am... It's uh, an incredible scam. Pro-Patrick Mahomes. It is, isn't it? Right? But the, the thing that I would sure say is. to you... Here's the best part of the scam to me, Pablo. I think we all watched the Super Bowl yesterday. And I don't know how many people take inventory of Sunday. this. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, excuse yeah. me. Vegas. Thank you, Stugatz. Yeah. Yes, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um that the San Francisco 49ers have gone longer without winning a Super Bowl than the Dallas Cowboys. That the, Mi- <laughs> that the Miami Dolphins go an entire quarter century without being able to win a playoff game. That it's not just that Mahomes wins, it's that the way that we talk about sports these days forgets how hard it's f***ing is to win! Like the, the, <laughs> well, not for Patrick, the though. 40, the mean... 40, but the 49ers haven't won a title since 95. The Cowboys have won more recently, and we've been laughing at them for 25 years. Like... Do you get how hard it is to do what Mahomes has just done? No, the distortion of Patrick Mahomes is that he has turned the most random game into one that we can take now for granted, seemingly. That's the best comparison to Brady, right? Is that the look, my take on football fundamentally is that the ball is oblong. What does this mean? It means that it's meant to bounce in unpredictable ways that you cannot possibly control. It's meant to break your heart if you're a Dolphins fan or certainly a Cowboys fan. And Patrick Mahomes has been so good that he is distorting this. He's distorting the complexity of football by making it feel very simple. And that, again, first paragraph, first sentence of the obit sort of thing that he's doing is he made football look easy. Football, the hardest, most random sport he made predictable. And it makes all of us, honestly, look. it makes us just look stupid for letting Nick Wright somehow tr- trumpet this as if he is a prophet as opposed to the one guy who got there first to say, yeah, um, he's just one of those uh, Tom Brady characters once in a generation. Pablo, thank you for being on with us. Uh, I do want Look at to. Look that throne. Uh, I know. God. It, it is Golden. amazing. His I, hair. By the way, his hair. He's getting away with his. The things that Nick Wright is getting away with because of LeBron James and Patrick Mahomes, it, it's a staggering list, and his hair is foremost among it. Thrift store Jesus. He is. Look at him. He is a wizard who has hit hard times. <laughs> and, and he's crushing. He is crushing the media. Doesn't game. look like hard times. <laughs>